the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Uh, Tinder has a new feature that shows who your Facebook friends are. And people are freaking out about it. No, no, not who your Facebook friends are. If your friends on Facebook have and use Tinder. Uh, There's a lot of people who are in relationships that use Tinder to hook up with people who aren't their spouse. Privacy. That's the big thought there. Princess Sister said the musician had no known wheel. Uh, there is a court that is deciding who's going to be kind of like the business executor at this point in time because when you're Prince, you've got mortgages. When you're Prince, you've got you know fees that you have to pay, bills to pay. So she's in line, Princess Sister, to get it all. If there's no will. She's his only full-fledged uh, family member. No kids, no wives that we know of. Yahoo reached an agreement with Starboard to add four members to their board of directors. Yahoo is still in the process, in theory, of seeking a buy, buyer for its core internet business. Airbnb came out with a press release, and they're talking about New Orleans and the Jazz Fest and the Professional Innkeepers Association of basically hotels and Airbnb, uh, not Airbnbs, but B&Bs, bed breakfasts. Uh, they're freaking out in New Orleans because a lot of people are using Airbnb. 20,000 guests are going to use Airbnb to stay in New Orleans during the festival. And uh, hotels are losing their dominance that Airbnb is coming in. It's like taxi cabs and rental cars are losing their dominance as Ubers and Lyfts start taking over. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Talk a little financial planning, shall we? Me now, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, got an email for you. It comes from a man named Wayne. We have five grandkids. I'd like to set up a routine way to begin setting aside funds for them on a monthly basis. What suggestions do you have? Um, Well, first of all, what does he want to use the funds for? If it's for education um, and they're wealthy, one of the best ways to do that is a 529 plan. Okay. Talk to the parents. Yeah. Well, no, the grandparents can set it up for the kid. Okay. 
Um, it still does. It could still show up for financial aid, but it usually ends up better if the grandparents own it than the parents. Interesting. Um, and usually, if you set that up, you want to calculate it so that the grandparents are using the 529 plans to pay for the later years of college, so it doesn't mess up financial aid in the early years. But with that said, there's three good no-load options. Um, there's Utah, Nevada, and Alaska are my favorite no-load 529 plan options. California's is actually better now, too, that TACREF took it over. And a lot of people think of TACREF as an annuity company. This yeah. isn't an annuity. Um, so it's an actual no-load product. Um, they bought Nuveen Investments, by the way. So they're getting into the ETF world, closed-end fund world. Um, Anyway, so th- what's great about that is that as long as it's used for secondary education, there's some overseas colleges and some, um, what do you call it, secondary education that's not college options, like um, I don't know, some culinary things, things like that. You can find about 529 plans at uh, savingforcollege.com. Um, and what's great about it is if you have a large estate, as long as it's been five years since you set up the 529 plan, it's out of your estate for estate tax purposes. Okay. So not only is it tax-free growth in no-load funds as long as you use it for education, secondary education, but if you pass away and you have a huge estate, if some of your assets would typically get taxed at 35% plus on the estate tax bracket, the 529 plans won't count against that. And you can get five years' worth of gifting at once. So you can actually get a lot of money out of your estate but yet still control it. So if the kid becomes a punk, um, doesn't go to college, does drugs or whatever, you can change to different grandkid. You can uh, pull the money back into your state if you some reason need it. You'll pay a 10% penalty in taxes on the growth, but uh, you can still control it. So it's very, it's one of the very few estate planning tools, one of the only ones, that you can get it out of your estate but still have complete control of it. He had another question inside of it, 529, so you kind of yeah. answered that. UTMA is the other way to do it. Does anyone still use UTMAs? Yeah, I have one for each of my kids. for Why? their Well, it's it's to teach them so if they want they get involved in saving and they're able to electronically transfer from their bank account to their TD Ameritrade account and we I have them actually go in and make the trade for buying the ETFs that they want to buy and so it's their money I tell them that you know stock market money is not my younger ones have trouble understanding it. so what am I going to get this year I talk to them about dividends and so what how much am I going to get this year from it. And you have to go through the market's positive 70% of the time. You will get dividends. You want to reinvest those. Stock market money is five-year-plus money. It's not tomorrow money. It's saving for your car. It's saving for your first house. And it allows them to log on, see how that works, see things grow or change in value. You know, have them log in once a month, not every day, because you don't want them to get in the idea of that investments are a daily issue. But UTMA accounts, it'll, it'll give them a handle on their savings. It becomes theirs at 18 to 21, depending on the state. How about for this grandfather who's trying to save for his kid's 529 or for ETFs, mm-hmm. how about does he get anything out of it? Can he get tax savings for himself? No. no. Um, certain states like Oregon, okay. 529 plan contributions have state tax deductions. Um, but no, in fact, if you set up a UTMA until the kid's a certain age, you're going to get taxed on it. So it's it's there's not really a tax savings vehicle for it. Um, a lot of times, though, Rob, if a grandparent wants to set up only like 50 bucks a month in systematic savings, don't do a brokerage account. Just go to one of the no-load fund companies and set up a mutual fund contribution, like a T. Rowe Price, a Vanguard, whatever, because then you can do it right out of your checking account. It goes into the mutual fund, and there's no trading. There's no physical act of having to go on and trade okay. like a brokerage account. So if you want to keep things really simple and you're not going to have the kid going on making the trade, 
just go that's when no load index funds make more sense or can, no you, load can your oldest son yet sell orange orange, orange juice features not yet. That's a good one. I'll give that a shot. You should. Bye, bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. And teach him to check Florida weather, right? And Absolutely. Do it based on that. And hurricanes and freezes. Yeah. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So a couple things. Um, I got an email from someone who was asking if a gym membership is a good, uh, good investment. And yeah, it is if you're going to use it and lose weight. Absolutely 60 bucks a month. That's the average. But 67% of memberships go unused. Um, in my 20s, when I wanted to save more money, the first thing I cut was my gym membership. And I was like, okay, I'll just run on the road. I'll go to a football stadium and do stairs. I, like, I can figure this out. It's not that hard to go to a high school and run the stairs, right? Um, 60 bucks a month adds up. You don't have to save a lot of money to become wealthy. Nowadays, you know, 60 bucks a month is the average. But if you do something, you know, that's kind of like cycling or CrossFit, it could be a hundred, two hundred dollars a month, easy. Um, so that's one area that I say, you know, take a look at. Of course, if you're going to use it and you're going to get fit, I love the idea. Bad health is expensive in retirement. Good health is pays for itself in retirement. Good health is awesome, is what I'm trying to get at. There's a lot of apps out there now um, that you can get, twelve bucks. Nine ninety-five. Uh, you could spend very, very little and train at home. But again, that means training at home, which some people can't you know, put their heads around. You get a gym with multiple, you know, functions. Like maybe you can meet business clients there. Um, that's great. Um, but you know, twenty-four hour fitness and crunch fitness isn't exactly a place where you want to meet clients at. Uh, but I certainly know a lot of people who kind of sign up for country clubs. Uh, really for the perk of like meeting people and sh- saying, hey, look, I've got a country club. Anyhow, find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, or Rob Black Show. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Prince, the purple one, left quite a mess uh, by not having a will or a trust. Uh, his sister had his only relative had to go to court yesterday to say, okay, uh, we need someone to run the business of Prince and the business of his interests following his death because he has a famous home, he's got a recording studio, he's got employees, um, he's got 27 plus properties, or not 27, he's got a dozen properties in Minnesota. Most of it's undeveloped land and some houses for relatives. He sold 100 million albums. Uh, ticket sales in the last 10 years of uh, in 
10 years over four decades of touring pulled in 225 million dollars so there's money there that's going to have to be figured out which ways to start sending it and it is like i said quite a mass 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air anything you want to talk about we can talk about apple's earnings were awful and analysts kind of love it i'll talk about that a little bit later um there's a lot of positives when you take a look at the quarter on, on a year-over-year year basis, on a growth basis, nothing. Uh, the company has a lot of cash, and that's probably, you know, will the iPhone 7 be a big hit, and what are they going to do with that cash? Um, they're very, very profitable. Um, out of all the tech companies in the United States, Apple pulled in about 40% of all profits last year. So it's one of those don't-cry-for-me-Argentina kind of things. Uh, Yahoo's adding some extra people um, to their board, and a lot of people think that means the company's going to be sold pretty quickly here because they're adding um, activist investors, uh, people onto the board. ClassPass, which is a pretty cool little fitness lover's tool, has embraced uh, you know unlimited workout classes. I talked a little bit about is a gym membership worth it. Uh, there's some gym memberships now that offer you multiple gym memberships. 99 bucks a month, you get to use whatever studios and gyms you want to work out. Uh, but what we're learning is a company like ClassPass, Class, ClassPass, for some reason that's tough to say, uh, they have to change their business on the fly. Sometimes you introduce things and you're like, okay, that's not quite what we wanted. The company said that it's introducing new plans and meaning the current unlimited members who are paying 125 per month will soon have to pay $190 a month to get the same amount of service. Those who sign up today will get 10 classes per month for 135 and will have to pay $200 for unlimited. Um, and at that new rate, suddenly you can get the membership that you really wanted in the first place to the only gym that you wanted. The question is, will this sink class pass, but the unlimited option clearly wasn't going to work for them, and you got to give them credit. Um, all-you-eat all buffet. When you walk into a restaurant that has an all-you-can-eat buffet and you see someone walk in who's like 600 pounds, then you know he's going to be sitting there all day long. That's not going to work. They have to change the terms at some point in time. Um, or serve really rotten food to get rid of that person. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Twitter had – Twitter's tough because if you're trying to make it into a Wall Street company, it just isn't. And I don't think it ever will be. It's it's going to have a problem figuring that out because they're still reporting monthly average users. And I use Twitter, but also I use LinkedIn, but I don't use either of those services as a social media platform. I use it as kind of a card catalog, and when I need to find someone, I can, as well as you can follow me, and let's say I get into a bind on news, <clears throat> you know, the death of Prince, all you had to do was get on Twitter, and you could learn everything you wanted about it. The death of, um, you know, any celebrity is going to be covered on Twitter pretty fast and furious as far as getting the news around from various sources, even breaking news. This is a year that's going to have the Olympics. This is a year that's going to have elections. 
and for Twitter to lower their revenue number when you got that kind of events coming up, it's telling you that they're really having a problem getting companies like McDonald's big brands to advertise into their platform. And you know, Twitter's doing everything they can to innovate. They've you know they came up with those nine second video vines. Uh, they're doing more display ads. They're doing the NFL. They got an NFL contract. If this is the best that they can do with an NFL contract, lower revenue, Wall Street's pissed. Chipotle, their freebies are failing to overcome food safety fears. And Chipotle's answer is kind of a chicken sausage, chorizo. So for years and years and years, Chipotle kind of made a name for itself by having a very simple menu. And now they're starting to complicate it ever so slightly. Sales at Chipotle restaurants fell 29% during the quarter. So Chipotle is going to be a big winner sometime in the next 12 to 18 months. Big winner. As the company is trying to move away from freebies now and towards buy one, get one free offers. Trying to get people over their fears of salmonella and norovirus, E. coli, and other food safety crises. Um, not to make fun of, uh, but I could kind of use a food crisis right now to kind of clean me out. Um, food poisoning, I've always loved food poisoning. I've only got it twice in my life. And I, I guess it wasn't serious enough to scare me, which it, sh- it should. But you lose a lot of weight. <laughs> you lose a lot of weight. There's nothing that stays down. Um, analysts are warning that, you know, deals train people when you do buy one, get one free. Like, hey, let's go to that place where we get the free food. And when the free food goes away, um, they go away again. So it's like the whole dollar menu. Uh, McDonald's has had a really difficult time getting away from it as people kind of become, you know, uh, in love with it. And like I said, they kind of tend to expect it going forward. 800-516-1220. Apple missed on the earnings expectations. That's the big story of today. There's kind of a wait and see ahead of the Fed policy statements at 2 o'clock Eastern time today. Uh, That could move the market down the road. Um, Oil sliding. Quarterly results are, you know, we're in that three-week period. We're halfway through earnings season. So lots lots can make and break. Find me at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. I work at a news station and a radio station. And sometimes I do the radio show from the news station, television news. And uh, this morning, there's a big story. Fatal accident. Three car vehicles. Maybe three to five cars were involved in a vehicle. 
you know, accident. Three of them caught on fire, at least I can say. Fatal accident. When I hear five cars, that scares the bejesus out of me. It upsets me. Someone's life changed today. It ended. A family obviously is going to have to deal with a lot of ramifications from that, from the loss of maybe a father to the loss of a breadwinner to the loss of, you know, a husband. I, I'm assuming guy because that's the sexist pig that I am, that guys are driving to work at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., although statistics say it's, you know, more women driving to work than men. Um, but that accident is why you have term life insurance. You don't need to have whole life. When you're 92 years old and you die in a car accident, no one needs your income. But when you're 40 years old and someone dies in a car accident, you probably have a wife and kids who need your income. I look at that and think, okay, that guy might have had a pretty good night last night, maybe caught up on Game of Thrones. You know, took his kids to soccer practice, kissed them before they went to bed, read a couple books. His kids followed behind in reading. Um, and now he's gone, dead. That's why you have term life insurance. I'm not getting dramatic about it. I'm telling you, don't be an idiot. If you have people that need your income, get term life insurance for 10 times your salary. Then, if your heart gives out because you were born with a defect in it, that's A-OK. -okay. <clears throat> I don't know how Patton Oswalt's wife died last week. I know she died in her sleep. Um, but she was like 45. And she's a successful uh, writer and uh, producer. So hopefully he doesn't have people that needed her income, or hopefully there was some income replacement. They say Kelly Ripa had to come back to live with Kelly and Regis or live with Kelly and Michael, whatever, because she makes $15 million a year, but she spends $15 million a year. So if she were to die, people would need that income replaced <clears throat> because she's not saving a lot. Once you have enough money, you don't need to have life insurance. And that's why I say when you're 92 years old and you die, no one needs your income. No one needs your money. More than likely, right? So anyway, I want to talk a little bit about Apple. Um, you know, the big picture, Apple stock is sliding today, following its first quarterly revenue decline in 13 years, shaving off over $40 billion of market cap. That's a lot. But it also tells you this is a huge company. And that's the probably their biggest problem with their stock being, you know, a stud, is how big they are. Not only do they have to make bigger products that make bigger amounts of money, but they have to do bigger buybacks and they have to have, you know, bigger cash flows to service all of this. So start with the fact that they're too big at this point. Now they have got an incredibly cheap valuation. I'm willing to say that I think Apple closes not considerably higher, but higher from where it is now throughout the rest of the year. That this is likely the bottom. Unless the seven is a flop, then they're in real trouble. <clears throat> Um, and I don't get the sense that people, like, <clears throat> we'll talk more about this. Give me a minute or two. So it's trading at a discount on some levels. The iPhone 7 schedule, release schedule later for this year should provide about $9.50 in earnings power. Um, the company still makes a ton of money. If you're talking about a $620 million plus install base for iPhones, 
the setup going into the iPhone 7 cycle, but particularly going into the December and March quarters of next year as well. It's got 95-plus percent loyalty rate on its upgrades for their phones. 95%-plus loyalty. Now, I'm one of those Apple people. I have an Apple product. I've got an Apple ecosystem. I like the fact that I can go to iTunes and buy Star Wars The Force Awakens or all six of the film's previous films. And they'll be in my iTunes store till I die. I like that. Do you know how many times I bought my favorite album as a kid and then it got scratched and you had to buy it again? Or you're like, I want a cassette tape of it. Or then the CDs came out and you're like, I got to replace all my albums with CDs because CDs sound superior. And now they're, everyone's going back to vinyl, which is kind of damn funny. So Apple has a 95% plus loyalty rate in terms of upgrades. That's pretty impressive. Um, is it $135 stock this year? Probably not. Um, I could certainly see 120 And last week I could see 135 um, What they did in the last three years should be considered with the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6S. The 6 brought in a bigger phone, and a lot of people said, ooh, I want a bigger phone. I had an iPhone 6 until ultimately I don't like to put in phones in cases. I like to free them, and uh, it got warped. I was like, that's particularly interesting, because I remember the first couple iPhone 6s, everyone was like, hey, warps too easily, and mine warped after the warranty. Um, but I went out and got the, you know, the new phone. Uh, loyalty, because I want to stay in that ecosystem. So let's take a look at what some analysts have to say about the quarter, um, what they saw as good and bad. This is not you know a reason for you to buy or sell a stock, but you can see that you know, what they're concerned with. Apple shipped 51 million smartphones and was ahead of expectations. The average selling price of those phones were 625 bucks, well below the $659 that analysts were expecting. Companies dropping tablet sales continued, although on a year-over-year basis, uh, the, some of the new iPads did quite well. Other tech companies like Google and Microsoft both missed on revenue and earnings forecasts for the first quarter. So there's trouble here. Um, now, a couple of years ago, Microsoft was the king of the jungle. They were dominant. Uh, they had a high valuation. And then people said, you know what? I bet they're going to sell a lot of Windows 7, Windows 10, Windows 8. They're going to probably do something stupid like buy a Nokia. They're probably going to like make a lot of money on Office. So people said, instead of having a 20 multiple, let's give them a 10 multiple. And as they changed CEOs and as they focused on better web product, um, Apple's gotten, or Microsoft's gotten back to a higher multiple. Right now, the multiple that people are giving Apple is similar to the one that was given to Microsoft and Cisco, which have been both very big winners. Um, since they've been given a lower multiple, the companies don't get into trouble, but it is tough for the companies to grow when they're uber large on an installed base unless you come up with something really innovative. Now, for their part, Apple did a nice job in the quarterly report talking about you know how many switchers are coming, how many people stay with um, their product, and how many you know new people to the party. They came out with the 5SE earlier this year, which is a cheaper, smaller phone without all the whiz-bang, as they're trying to get people in new countries like India who go, I don't have $600 but I will pay $100 for a phone. 
So Morgan Stanley is bullish on Apple. They think that Apple could do more M&A at a higher price than the $3 billion it paid for Beats. Um, Apple's got a ton of money, $200 billion plus. Dollars. Um, they bought Beats for $3 billion. Now, M&A, obviously, mergers and acquisitions. Um, not R&D, research and development, mergers and acquisitions. Who will Apple buy? Right now, they could buy Tesla. They could buy Netflix. Uh, one of the interesting things in the conference call yesterday, Tim Cook said, you know, um, our first subscription-based company, or our first subscription-based product, uh, music, is doing well. Talked about how many people are using it, 13 million. Well behind Spotify. They added, I think, 2 million in the quarter. But he, interestingly, he said our first. Uh, they have to come up with a media product because I love using my phone to consume media. Um, when we used to talk about an Apple TV, you know, Apple looked at that and basically decided, you know, people keep the TVs for 10 years. We're not going to make money on this business. So they're continuing to focus on the dongle approach of giving you, you know, an HDMI connection into your television. It's not to say that they won't make partnerships with phone uh, television companies to have Apple software built in. But at this point in time, um, obviously everyone wants that. So if you buy a new Samsung, you'll see that they've got a, a store right there. They've got YouTube already built in. So Raymond James is bullish on the stock, uh, but with a note of caution. They're saying if the company continues to see declining trends, even with the iPhone 7 introduction, they think the market could rate Apple shares as though it were a declining tech company. And Steve Jobs just rolled over in his grave. No one's allowed to say that about my company. I'm coming to get you. Um, Credit Suisse is bullish. They think this is a setback, but they think it's also an opportunity. Um, they see a subdued iPhone cycle for the next few quarters, driving their 2016 estimates of about 202 million units. They think the iPhone business will recover in 2017 to 227 million units. Um, their services were their second biggest division this quarter. Um, so they're, Apple's doing what they can to say, we got to get away from this hardware. Um, the iPhone 7 has to be a hit. Replacing the Thunder or replacing the audio jack is a step in the right direction. But how innovative will they be with their software? I have the new iPhone, and that whole touch, sensor touch thing, is, to me, is kind of stupid. Uh, not very shockingly innovative, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, most of the analysts, like William Blair, they're bullish. Um... I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I can't be everything you You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. I am in your court, so to speak. I'm doing everything I can to help you get to retirement, hopefully. That makes some sense to you. Um, That's my goal. That's my desire. That's my want. Um, I see a lot of things out there, and I tell you the truth about them. Sometimes you want to hear, sometimes you don't. 
I got an email from a guy yesterday who he owned a house in Fremont. He wants to buy a house in San Carlos or maybe Austin. And he asked me the same question two years ago. And he didn't take my advice then. So why keep asking? If you're going to you know, follow what you want to do or are you just looking for someone to agree with you, you have to be very, very cautious because that's a lie that you tell yourselves. You will find a radio show that is your favorite radio show only because that person agrees with you or that person promises something. Like if you really think there's an app out there that can help you pick stocks and you can't do that on your own, come on. There's good websites out there who, you know, earn their money for sure. I think Zacks, Z-A-C-K-S is one of them. You could put in parameters on companies that have increased their revenue for 10 years in a row. Companies that have increased, increased their earnings 10 years in a row. Companies that have increased their dividends 10 years in a row. Um, you could set the gauge for 2%, 3%, 4%, whatever. Um, you could look for companies that have traded in a PE range of 5 to 20. If you really think you have to get someone who has this, I got an app. You know what I want to develop an app for? So you can find my show easier around the world. I've got listeners in Saudi Arabia. I've got listeners in Russia. Um, U.S. News and World Reports rated this one, my show, as one of the best financial radio shows in the world. But they put it right next to Clark Howard, and I don't like Clark Howard. I find him to be just kind of smarmy. His information's fine, but he's smarmy. Uh, I will say there's some people out there who I, I find to give just awful advice, and one of them is Donald Trump. He had that university a couple years ago, and now he has to go to trial. It looks like he may have to testify. Um, he wanted to be your guru. He wanted to be that guy to help you teach success. And he was going to do it by basically charging you a lot of money and then saying a lot of stupid things. Don't keep all your eggs in one basket. You know, things along those lines. Um, if you want to be successful, you have to look successful. Uh, all crap that you could find in a generic uh, book of maxims kind of thing. It's, it's not all that. Using the, the, the term university is how they got into a lot of trouble. Um, if you want to call it a you know Trump success seminar, he wouldn't be being sued but by calling it university. It's a sham. And Donald Trump and his for-profit college defrauded thousands of students out of millions of dollars with really overly simple advice um, by charging people $18,000 for additional training. They get you in the door with something free. They get you in the door with something for 200 bucks, and then they, they, they hit you up for $35,000, $60,000. These are some of the amounts that people lost at, by attending Trump University. Um, I don't like that. I don't like gurus. I don't like Buddhas. I don't like, uh, you know, I want to be there for you, but I want to be there kind of as a friend and kind of as a, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's get to retirement. I don't want you to pay me $18,000, $35,000. Would I love it? Sure. Who doesn't love money, right? <clears throat> Apple, uh, going over their quarter, profit fell 18%, uh, down to about $10.5 billion. So in the last 50, in the last 90 days, they made $10.5 billion. Now, Compared to what they had made, 13 plus billion in the same quarter last year, people are disappointed, and I think rightfully so. But that's also the problem with technology: smaller, cheaper, smaller, faster, cheaper, right? Um, the average selling price on a phone went from 659 bucks to 625. Uh, down the road, they're going to have troubles keeping that up. 
the iPhone 7 is going to have to be a home run. There's no reason to think it won't be because iPhone 6 was a home run. Now the 6S, not so much. <clears throat> the 5 was a home run. The 5S, not so much. They've got a 95% loyalty rate. So when the 7 comes out, will there be enough for people to go, ooh, ah? You know, they've done some pretty splashy, stupid things, in my opinion, like the gold iPhone. Sold well in China because apparently China has obsession with gold, right? The next phone is, is rumored to be uh, skinnier. I don't need skinnier. The phone after that is rumored to be made of glass. That sounds pretty cool. Um, the company saw a drop in tablet sales again. Um, they dominate the market, but the upgrade cycle on tablets isn't the upgrade cycle on phones. You know, ExxonMobil and Cisco and Microsoft all were once the, the biggest companies in the U.S., and all of them, almost the moment they hit it, they start to fall apart. Um, now, Apple does have something that's working well in their favor. They have uh, $200 billion plus billion of cash. Now, what will they do with that cash is a big question. $232 billion. Um, some people think they should buy um, Dropbox because Dropbox is an online company that charges you X amount of dollars to store your files. That would be another service that Apple can get into um, that's well-liked already. Uh, but can they replicate that on their own? So far, they haven't really been able to. Apple could buy maybe a TV uh, play like Hulu or Netflix. They've got the cash. Will they pull the trigger? So Twitter, I think, what a disappointment. You've got the NFL they, they're going to they're going to have TV football games. Uh, they've got the Olympics where people will tweet you know results and winners and ideas and politics and Hillary Clinton and all that this year, and the company lowered expectations. Oh my! I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Thanks for listening. We'll talk soon. Don't be shy. Um, Rob, drop me a name of Rob at robblackshow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.